Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Thank you for joining uh, us today. I have my development director here, Eileen Trussell. Uh, This is a show that I haven't been on the air, at least not uh, with a new show for weeks and weeks. This is probably the hardest show that I will ever do, Um, but I appreciate your indulgence. Some of you may know, but not all. Uh, The COVID virus which some people equate to just being another flu, was not just another flu for me. Uh, I got <clears throat> I got the COVID-19 and was hospitalized for a week. The first doctor seemed to indicate he didn't uh, that he wasn't sure I was coming through the other side. There is a season and a time, and there's a time for each of us that a sovereign and a holy God has picked for our last day. So it it would be untrue for me to say that I almost died uh, because only God has that power. Hmm. I can tell you that through this, I truthfully have never shook my finger at God or blamed him. Um, But the worst of it was not my being sick. The worst of it was that my wife also got sick. The praise in some of that was that she was in the same hospital room as me for four of the days that, that she was in and that I was in. It's, it's always a praise when a believer goes home. And uh, so it would be a praise that she went home to be with the Lord. For her, it is a victory. For me, it's a difficult time. I had a psychologist call me from the county or wherever she was after Olga had gone home to be with the Lord uh, and she asked if I needed counseling, I told her I do not. I am a pastor and surrounded by pastors. And I also told her that you have to understand that I am overwhelmingly sad right now, but not despondent. God has told us that I do not want you to mourn as Mm -hmm. the world mourns. And so a believer at the loss, no matter how temporary that might be, still mourns. The difference being that key phrase, not like the rest of the world because they have no hope. We have hope, and that hope is not a 
a something we believe and hope may happen, it is a sure thing that we know of. My wife was one of the most active people you will ever meet. About 10 or 12 years ago, she was having some twitches in her leg and stuff. And you got to understand, she had ridden her bike for hundreds of miles. She had her own aerobic studio at one time. She was always on the go. And then she contracted, or however this works, MS. And it was a deterioration over the years. We got to a point where it was hard to keep ahead of it. I would get her whatever we needed to get to help her. But it was increasingly difficult. One of the praises which was difficult to deal with for me was the fact that I would have spent anything we had <clears throat> to keep her in the best convalescent hospital if it came to that. But she would have been miserable. God spared her that. And uh, I will tell you that I will miss her every day of my life. We were married for 47 years. I also want to let you know that surrounded by friends, he, the friends here at the radio station, Steve and Ann and Mark, uh, were all very kind. And, and even just before airing, we were praying. And my dear friend Eileen, who is my development director, who I brought today because I wasn't sure if I could get through this. My family, and there is a church in downtown Sacramento, and it is Emmanuel with an I Baptist Church, and its pastor is Robert Briggs. He's a Scotsman. More importantly, he's a man of God, and he's my friend. He came all the way up to Auburn to do the graveside service. Um, and he has kept in touch, and he is, he is truly a good friend. If you happen to go to his church, let him know that huh, I appreciate him. It is the strangest time I have ever been through. I don't feel as I used to feel. I don't function right now as I used to. But all praise, honor, and glory goes to God who sustains us, who has said, and I believe with my whole heart and know to be a fact, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. He said, I would not leave you as an orphan, he said where he goes, we know, and he's going to 
to prepare a place for us, and I know he prepared a place for mm-hmm. Olga. I know she runs and does not get tired. My mourning is not for her, but for me. So I'm going to let uh, I'm let Eileen tell you a little of the things that are going on and Maybe she could tell you a little bit about Olga. And I got to tell you, through the MS, which was devastating, she never blamed God once. Mm -mm. She was in her Bible and she was believing. She would sometimes get frustrated, not with God, but with her inability to do things. She sometimes would apologize for not being able to do more at the house. And she would use sometimes the phrase burden about herself. I asked her one time, I said, well, it is more of a burden for you to be gone or would be more of a burden for you to be gone. And I said, if our roles were reversed, what would you do? She said, the same. I told her that that's what partnerships are and that's what love looks like. If you run out the minute that your wife or your husband has a physical problem, the loss of their sight, their mobility, whatever it is, That's not love. Uh, When you love someone and you love them the way God has intended us to love, then it it is not something you even think about. You just do it. I did a sermon not too many, you know, maybe last year, I had read about a man who had a wife who had a mastectomy, and he couldn't take it, and so he left. And I told the guys on the program, that's not love. It's not love when a person is disfigured or incapacitated or has MS or any of those things, and you just walk out. You might have lusted after that person, but you didn't love them. And you certainly didn't love them the way that God has intended. So, Eileen, maybe you could tell them a little bit about Olga and about the mission and stuff. Well, sure. You know, first of all, this November I'll be there 10 years. And I've seen how much you've loved Olga. Uh, You've done everything you could possibly do to take care of her, help her with her MS, um, the equipment, the home, uh, the uh, there's a lot of financial, uh, you know, expenditures there, and you never, not even thought once about um, providing for for her care in the best possible manner, um, and there wasn't a day that came by that you didn't mention and talk about Olga. And then I had the privilege of meeting Olga and getting to know her really well. 
And when I think of her, I think of her smile that was constant on her face. She, it was not a, a huge smile, but it was so endearing and peaceful and kind. A very kind, she had a, just a gentle soul. Yep. And and I would see her sit in your office because Olga would come to the mission once a week and vis- be with us. And then she would also help with the woman's clothing closet, be one of the volunteers to sort through the woman's clothing and whatever items that needed to be sorted through to say, okay, this is what we can really use, right? And and so on. And so we spent a lot of time together in a, at a banquets and so on. And what I noticed, especially with every person that interacted with Olga, she was consistent with her k- kindness Always. to every person she met. Uh, and so she had this beautiful heart that, like you said, Pastor, that loved Jesus, read her the word, and then loved you with all her heart, and then loved others. Um, and so, of course, we all miss her terribly. And uh, But also, she is not suffering anymore. And she is, you know, with Jesus. I've heard people say, oh, she's dancing with Jesus. She's uh, definitely worshiping the Lord God Almighty, uh, glorifying him up in heaven, where our hope comes for all of us. Amen. And uh, when when you gave me the news the first day when you called me, um, the Bible verse that I've been sharing with people that you shared with me is 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. And this is something we can all hold on to. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. You know, all our hope is in the eternal life with Jesus. This is a temporary arrangement you know, and it is a training ground for how he wants to grow us. He will complete us in the, until the day of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And and Olga accomplished that for the time he wanted her here on earth. Yep. And her memories will be forever in our hearts. And we can see her through at the mission and through her children and grandchildren and and we now are embracing Pastor Tim and um, in fellowship and glad that he's back at the mission part-time. Uh, what you're also hearing from him is that the suffering he not only did of, of uh, Olga's being with the Lord, but also he really did get very ill, and uh, he's still recovering from that. So his lungs aren't yet. Um, completely healed and so I ask everyone for your prayers for Pastor Tim Thank you. so um, you know and you know the the other verse that Pastor Tim you shared with me is Romans six twenty three, uh, for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord Amen. eternal eternal you know uh, one day we will be reunited again with her. And and the most important, with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
You know, I think if Olga could say anything to the listening audience today, I know probably the majority of you are believers, but for those that are not, there would be nothing more she would like to do than for you to be able to have the hope. Where will you turn when your time is there? Where do you turn when the strength is gone, when you're sick and you're dying, or maybe they told you there is no hope for you? So if there's nothing else that this serves today, the greatest of all things would be that someone listening comes and casts themselves on the Lord and he saves them. Uh, You know, I was there. They called me at 1130. I was still, I was back home, but I was weak. I had lost 25 or 30 pounds and My lungs were, I just couldn't keep my oxygen level up. I had to put an oxygen tank in my car. And it all surprised me because my whole life I've worked out. I've, I was not overweight. I was none of those things. And so the 30 pounds, the 25 or 30 pounds decimated my body. Um, But I drove in and... Um, by the grace of God, even though it was not something they normally do, the the nurse who was in charge uh, said, no, we're going to let you go in. I got to see her. They put the phone by her. She was in a coma, but I truly believe that people here in comas. But what I was not worried about was where her eternal destination was. So my question is, can you say that about yourself? Do you deserve uh, God's grace? No, but none of us do. But he's, he's there. And he's willing and he's comforting and he's guiding. I told them before air, I don't know how, a person who does not know God can possibly suffer through the things that this world has to offer. So I really thank you guys. I thank all of you who have who found out about it and sent, you know, emails and cards and stuff. And mm-hmm. I probably can't send thank you cards to all of you, but mm-hmm. I do appreciate it, and and I appreciate your ongoing prayer. Uh, Like I said, I mourn, but I'm not mourning for her because I know she is safe. And I'm not mourning as those that have no hope either, as I said earlier. So, So Right, and and like uh, Pastor Tim, you said, our hope is in the Lord, and and Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins, who that gave us the way of forgiveness, that all we have to do is just um, hear, read his word. If you can't get to church, 
uh, open up the book of John and start reading how God brought him to this earth as uh, through a virgin born, you know, in Bethlehem, and what he'd done for us to save us from our sins. Uh, it's a free gift. You don't have to do anything. This is something that's freely given to you. All you have to do is accept him as your Lord and Savior. And then what does that mean? Well, know that we're sinner. Uh, no one's perfect on this world. We need forgiveness. We need to repent from those sins, you know, just to turn from it going, you know, I don't like this life I live, and I need a Savior, someone to save me from this. And then to, to believe and, and trust Him and have faith. And it could be as small as a mustard seed. That's all He says that we need. And then through the power of the Holy Spirit, remember, we have the Holy Spirit. He gives it to you when you receive Him. When he is now your savior, you have the Holy Spirit in you to live the rest of your life, to guide your life and be with you forever. And that is our hope for where we get to be in heaven when we die. So you don't have to worry about dying anymore or your loved ones. Share Jesus with every person you meet. And that's what we do at the Union Gospel Mission to all those who will believe we have that gift to share. I also have to tell you that it is so important to have your loved ones around. It's important to prepare. Um, but my three children and their spouses, you know, they couldn't actually come in the house because then it was, at first it was, you know, I needed to be isolated. And then it became I needed to be isolated because my immune system was shot. I wasn't contagious anymore, but I couldn't take another hit, uh, get the flu or whatever. So nobody could really come in. But my kids, you know, on a, on a mild day would sit outside. They brought me stuff from the grocery store, and so did Eileen and Mike and People came, and, and so and it's important, too, that you know other believers, believers that can understand that what you're going through, but know that you're not, you're not giving up. I mean, I was never at the point of giving up. I just don't know what to do the rest of my life. The ministry, of course, but... You know, a spark is gone, and but friends and family are even more important in those times. We got one minute, Eileen. Thank you for everything you did, and I thank the radio station. Is there anything you'd like to say in these intervening? Most definitely that, you know, we just thank everyone out there for supporting the mission, and we are asking always for prayers, but know that we are praying for all of you as well. Um, there isn't a day that goes by that we don't pray for God's will to be done in all of our lives. Yeah, there was a moment I didn't think I'd be back. Um, I didn't think I might live through that. But you know, I always close the show, and I will again today, with a little phrase from my grandfather who was Irish, and may God hold you in the palm of his hand. 
but it's never more true than it is right now. So my dear friends out there, keep on your knees and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.